Advent, we've talked a lot of Advent. In Latin, that means the word coming, and we've talked of the candles and the prophecy candle, and then we've talked of the Bethlehem candle and the shepherd's candle and the, and the angel's candle we, we referenced today. And we're going to look quickly at, at two scenes. Two scenes prior to the birth of Jesus involving the angels, the heavenly messengers, and, and their message. They said a lot of things. We're going to look at those quickly this morning. But they said something in every message. They began it this way, do not be afraid. Turn with me quickly to Luke chapter 1, verse 26. Do not be afraid. Luke chapter 1. The angel Gabriel has been sent by God to a city in Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, of the descendants of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming in, Gabriel says, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. Mary is very perplexed at this statement, and and she's pondering what kind of greeting this was. And the angel says to Mary, Do not be afraid. Mary, you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and give birth to a son. You shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. Mary is taking all of this in. She says, how can this be? How will this be since I am a virgin? Gabriel answers, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And for that reason also the Holy Child will be called the Son of God. And behold, even your relative Elizabeth herself has conceived a son in her old age. And she who was once called infertile is now in her sixth month. For nothing will be impossible with God. Mary responds... Behold, the Lord's bondservant, may it be done to me according to your word. And the angel departs. What message does Gabriel bring? (laughs) Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. Wow. As we've seen these last few weeks, that word Emmanuel, we first see in the prophet Isaiah, with us is God, Emmanuel. Do not be afraid, Mary, as we've seen in Scripture. And Mary knew the Scripture. She knew the Law and the Prophets, the Old Testament. When the Lord sends a heavenly messenger into the presence of humankind, it's not generally a positive. So when Gabriel shows up, she wonders the greeting. She's thinking, this angel has come. She's thinking about... Sodom and Gomorrah. She's thinking about judgment and fire and brimstone. And Gabriel brings her reassurance. Do not be afraid. Reassurance is a good and needed thing here. Do not be afraid. You have found favor with God. You will conceive in your womb. You will give birth to a son. You shall name him Jesus. Yeshua. Salvation. The meaning of that name. 
Gabriel says he will be great. He will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will have no end. And Gabriel shares this message of the Lord to Mary. And and as Mary is processing all of this, there's one more takeaway from Gabriel. Mary, she's betrothed to be married to Joseph. And Joseph is a descendant of King David. The baby Jesus will be part of David's family. And even though Joseph, we find out later on in Matthew chapter 13, that Joseph is a carpenter, you remember, they look at Jesus, is this the carpenter's son? Joseph is a poor carpenter. Even though he is this, he is still technically of royal lineage. And, and then Mary hears all this about a throne and, and a reign over Jacob's house and, and a kingdom of no end. Well, see, Mary knew the law and the prophets. She knew the scriptures. And when she stops and she tries to catch her breath she may remember a promise that the Lord made to King David years and years before. In 2 Samuel chapter 7, the Lord tells David, when your days are finished and you lie down with your fathers, when you are in the grave, I will raise up your descendant after you who will come from you and I will establish his kingdom and he shall build a house for my name and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. In 34, Mary asks the obvious question. How will this be since I am a virgin? And Gabriel gives this response. The Holy Spirit will will come upon you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. Your body will perform a biological reproductive function, one which has never happened before and will never happen again. For this reason, the child, the holy child, will be called the Son of God. And then Gabriel gives further proof of of the miraculous. He tells Mary, he says, even your relative Elizabeth... Herself, she has conceived a son in her old age. And she, who was once called infertile, is now in her sixth month of pregnancy. Elizabeth will be the mother of the baby who will grow up to be John the Baptist. Now, now what's the big difference here? Well, ministerially speaking, Elizabeth, she has the reproductive help of her husband, Zechariah. This godly couple were well past childbearing years. In fact, according to Gabriel, Elizabeth is infertile. However, if we looked back at the very beginning of the Gospel of Luke, we we would see a visit made by Gabriel nearly six months earlier to Zechariah, the old priest, and, and Gabriel would tell Zechariah that he and his wife Elizabeth will have a child together. And Zechariah's child will be a forerunner to the Messiah, John the Baptist. Well, what's the biggest difference between Elizabeth and her young cousin Mary? Well, what did Gabriel 
say regarding Mary's baby? Mary's child will be holy. Holy, set apart. Unique. Because Mary's child will be the Son of God. And Gabriel's final word to Mary is one of the most important scriptures that God's people should never forget. Nothing will be impossible with God. Don't we need to hear that this season? (laughs) Nothing will be impossible with God. Mary responds as one who has found favor with God. Behold, I am the Lord's bondservant. May it be done to me according to your word. We we know what an angel said to Mary. Well, what message did an angel of the Lord say to Joseph? Turn to Matthew chapter 1 quickly. Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus the Messiah was as follows. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be pregnant by the Holy Spirit. And and we're not privy to that initial conversation between Mary and Joseph. Scripture doesn't tell us. A man and a woman talk about the future. (laughs) They talk about a wedding. they, They talk about a life together. A former co-worker told me years ago that little girls think about their wedding day early on. Discussions about weddings and ceremonies, those can be stressful. And generally, grooms don't stress out about the ceremony. (laughs) They stress out about the life which would follow the big day, about making ends meet, All the fun from A to B to Z. In that very difficult conversation, when when Mary breaks Gabriel's news to her beloved Joseph, Mm. what do we read? In 19, that her her husband-to-be Joseph since he was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her, he planned to send her away secretly. You know, life can get awkward, uncomfortable. Cultural norms and social mores being what they are, or perhaps what they were in our culture at one time. However, we really shouldn't place the picture of Mary and Joseph's situation in a 21st century picture frame, or even one from a perhaps more conservative mid-20th century understanding. Their situation is not really one where pride is is the primary factor. However, we would be amiss to not acknowledge the presence of of hurt feelings or suspicion of betrayal of trust. Their situation is one of life life and death. See, see Mary and Joseph loved the Lord, and they were of Jewish heritage. 
And Joseph, being from the house of David, knows how the law and the prophets, the Old Testament, would address the situation. Mary is in danger. She's in danger. Deuteronomy chapter 22 addresses aspects of the marriage relationship, specifically the questioning of a bride's virginity by a groom. Then deception would follow, and and hence the reason for this showing up in Deuteronomy. In Deuteronomy 22, the passage is fairly in-depth. It's graphic, it's specific. And one reason is the reality of shame and public defamation of the bride and her family in the case of false accusation by the groom. The groom-to-be makes the accusation and he's wrong. Can you imagine? However, Deuteronomy chapter 22, verse 20 and following addresses the situation when such an accusation of infidelity is found to be true. If this charge is true, then the girl and, the, and the, that the girl is not found to be a virgin. They shall bring out the girl to the doorway of her father's house, and the men of her city shall stone her to death because she has committed an act of harlotry. And Joseph, Mary's husband-to-be, being a righteous man, did not want to disgrace Mary. He loved Mary. He loved Mary. And he wanted to honor her. He wanted to honor her family. He wanted to honor his family. He wanted to honor himself. By a private divorce, in an extremely gracious manner, in the midst of a heartbreaking scenario. Joseph has not been consumed by jealousy or bitterness. You know what? Joseph (laughs) is just the kind of gentle, compassionate, loving man who would be an ideal earthly father figure to, to guide the Messiah to guide Jesus from childhood to boyhood to manhood. Joseph thinks this over. And then an angel of the Lord appears to Joseph in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child who has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you shall name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Mm. What did the angel say? (laughs) Joseph, son of David. The angel reminds Joseph of his heritage and, and also of the promise made long ago to David by the Lord, which we saw just a few moments ago. Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. The child who has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. You shall name him Jesus. Jesus, Yeshua, meaning salvation. He will save his people from their sins. And then the angel's words bring to Joseph another reminder. Now all this took place so that what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet Isaiah would be fulfilled. 
Behold, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel. Which translated means God with us. Mm. And Joseph awoke from his sleep and did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and he took Mary as his wife. But he kept her a virgin until she gave birth to a son. And Joseph named him Jesus. The father names the son. Joseph wanted there to be absolutely no question about the identity of the child's father. No question. So Joseph, exhibiting tremendous self-control and maturity, Joseph waited to consummate his relationship with Mary. The father names the child. And God the father told Joseph, the earthly father figure, what to name the child. Joseph named the infant. Joseph proclaimed the infant as salvation, as Yeshua, as Jesus. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. In this day... That's a word we need to hear. Just as the angel would later tell the shepherds on the hillside, Fear not, do not be afraid. For behold, I bring you good news. You know, you know the word gospel means good news. I bring you the gospel of great joy, which will be for all people. For today in the city of David, there has been born for you a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And the angels would sing, glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace among people with whom God is pleased. He's not pleased with how we act. He's not pleased with how we live. But he's pleased to offer us a way of salvation back to him through his son. His son who would leave, grow up, and and come out of that, that manger, that cradle, and would go all the way to the cross of Calvary, taking our sins upon himself. Bringing salvation to all of those who would turn from sin and turn to Jesus. Mm, Salvation. Yeshua. Jesus. Don't be afraid of Jesus this season. Let's pray together. Lord, this morning, we hear the words of a story, which is well known to a lot of folks. Lord, you know the conversation I had with my my parents on Monday night when I was telling them about what I was preaching. And my father told me, he said, but Jake, he said, that's an old story and that needs to be told over and over and over. Can't you imagine what went through Mary's mind? What went through Joseph's mind? And I sat there, Father, you remember as I listened And I'm reminded 
of the good news. Christ has been born to save. Lord, we're thankful this morning for salvation that comes only from you. It comes from your Son. We're thankful that in this season where we focus on his coming, that we're reminded that we have the promise of eternal life because of your Son who would leave the cradle, go to the cross. And thanks be to God, come from an empty tomb. It's in your Son's strong name we pray and we worship. Amen.